Chapter Ten of the Peril Finders by George Fenn. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Ten. Ned was ready to laugh at his scare when riding forward in the sunshine of a brilliant morning. He had been awakened by Griggs with a cheery hail to find the cool, damp air of morning impregnated with the agreeable odour of coffee fuming away over the embers of a crackling fire which showed up the browsing animals here and there in the darkness then came a hearty breakfast over which the day's proceedings were discussed and the doctor's decision accepted that they could not do better than strike right away in the direction of the hill seen the previous afternoon making that their observatory for deciding future proceedings our plan of campaign is simple enough he said we must avoid all traces of civilization and keep to the wilds the rest lies with chance and good fortune it was only beginning to get light when all set to loading up the mules to find it nearly as hard a task as before but it was mastered a sharp lookout given round to make sure that nothing was left behind and then the order was given forward griggs led off once more with the biting mule's bell jingling and the low brush wet with dew giving out a peculiar rustling as it was trampled down or passed through the direction of the hill being determined by compass the result of their leader's observation taking the day before but soon after the darkness grew grey there was a faint band visible in the heavens which gradually broadened trees started into view to right and left and after progressing some distance in silence chris and ned who had taken up their positions on starting right and left of griggs began to find their tongues and make remarks about the faint streaks of orange colour which lit up the zenith soon after it was as if the coming light of day was illumining them as well as the landscape and they ended by asking questions and then talking loudly about what had passed in the night griggs was ready enough to reply in a bantering boyish spirit in response to one of chris's questions yes he said your dad roused me up out of about the most delicious sleep i ever remember to have had oh it's just grand sleeping out in the open you have so much room to breathe why you slept in the house place the same as we did cried ned i saw where you lay down likely enough but you didn't see me get up again it was too hot and stuffy in there with things creeping into your hair and ears i soon got up and shook them off so as to go and pick a place near where the doctor was watching so that he should know where to find me then i lay down on one of nature's own spring mattresses made by spreading a blanket over the sagebrush and the next minute i was asleep but suppose there had been a rattler under where you lay down cried ned well then he'd have just had enough time to take one bite at the blanket and fill his teeth full of wool before i'd squeezed him flat i'd weigh nigh upon twelve stone horseman's weight and that would have taken all the music out of his tail if he'd been there but don't you make any mistake about those gentlemen they've an ugly way of biting if they're obliged but from what i know the first thing a rattler does when he hears feet coming 
is to take himself away somewhere so that no one shall tread on his music it was then that chris annoyed his companion by relating the night alarm though ned was ready enough to join him in the laugh against himself say said griggs suddenly as they passed a clump of trees standing like an island upon a little elevation above the monotonous plain which had succeeded the oasis where the fruit farm lay in the solitude and he pointed off to his left say what can you see anything chris yes ain't that the hill we got to make morning? yes of course cried griggs shading his eyes from the level sunbeams then we're leaving it too much to the left the opinion was endorsed before anything had been done by an order from their leader who had been using his glass and now shouted from the rear that they should bear off to the left and then make straight for the elevation dimly seen like a low cloud in their front our boss is going to keep us all up to the mark and no mistake said griggs only i hope he's going to play fair with us why of course he will cried chris indignantly i don't know said the american with a curious smile about the corners of his lips and a twinkle in his eye i don't think he was quite square in the night why not well you see he had to rouse me up to relieve him about midnight when i was in such a beautiful sleep that it was a sin to break it and what does he do but snap it in about an hour before he ought i don't believe he would cried chris no you don't because he's your father he ain't my father and so i believe he did but did you look at your watch nay but i felt as if his must have been an hour too fast if he looked at it and found it twelve o'clock say we might as well let watches take their chance now and trust to the sun he don't want any winding up and we shall have plenty to do without seeing to keys and that sort of thing i shall keep mine wound up said chris decisively so shall i cried ned we don't want to turn savages because we are going into the wilds just as you like squires but you'll do more good i say by being sure to wind up your revolvers and setting your rifles ready to strike one or two when they're wanted i say we must talk to the boss about having some shooting if we see a chance there's one then for the shot barrel cried chris excitedly as he pointed to a hare a jack-rabbit as they called it just startled by their animal's feet and bounding away as hard as he could go nay we're not going to waste powder and shot upon those things i don't like that bitter sort of meat they are bitter observed ned my father says it's because they eat so many of the artemisia shoots eh what shoots cried griggs artemisia this stuff we're riding through oh the sagebrush well perhaps it is but i alas thought it was from swallowing so much alkali dust regular soda plain this what are we likely to find further on griggs said chris after that gentleman had been remonstrating a little with the bell mule for trying to bite ned's mustang the said remonstrating being performed with the butt of his rifle which had to be applied hard upon the vicious animal's head what are we likely to find to shoot replied griggs 
with a satisfied grunt for the mule was plodding steadily on again well indians but we can't eat them cried chris laughing no my lad i should say buck indian would be as tough as his own tepee skin lodge hut or tent matter o taste though i suppose no cannibal that i ever heard of in our family no nonsense griggs said ned what are we really likely to find the gold if we are lucky said the american dryly i mean what are we likely to shoot for the pot all depends how far south we get and whether we come into woods and mountains if we strike them we may drop upon a flock of gobblers now and then what turkeys yes splendid cried the boys in a breath but do you really think we shall find them like enough if we're far enough away from settlements and indians but if we don't find turkeys what then asked chris i don't know we're going into the wildest parts we can find places that haven't been hunted over we might come upon buffalo or a deer now and then or depends upon our getting into quite lonely spots but there you are continued the speaker pointing with his piece and then administering another punch to the mule he was beginning to smile previous to making a bite what are you pointing at asked ned can't you see those birds skimming along just over the brush my lads no said ned yes cried chris i see them partridges something of that kind prairie hens or cocks they're good to eat sometimes of course we've often had them here i must cut a good thick coodle first chance on purpose for this lovely playful insect here we ought to christen him mosquito he's always trying for a bite out of something hungry beggar i say does he you wouldn't mind trying a bit of indian give him another punch with your rifle no cried griggs empathetically never again i did that idiotic thing twice over before i thought what a fool i was towards myself and teaching you two lads at the same time how what do you mean doing what is sure to mean an accident some day can't you see one holds by the barrel and reaches down the butt of course well some day that means jarring the rifle off and sending its charge into you who hold the barrel never try such a thing whatever you do it's the work of an idiot my lads a man that does such a thing oughtn't be trusted with a gun then we ought to take mr nathaniel griggs rifle away from him ned said chris with a mock seriousness ah you may laugh my lads but i deserve it said the american seriously it gave me a cold shudder just now when i thought of what a mad thing i had done there's more fooling about with guns than people think every now and then a donkey comes into a room sees a gun picks it up and presents it saying to some one i'll shoot you and pulls the trigger bringing some poor fellow down if ever you see any one aim at a person with a gun knock him over and save accident a poor boy or girl is shot and then the idiot says oh i didn't know it was loaded it oughtn't to have been but at such times guns generally are i don't know how many accidents of that kind i've heard of we're always going to be carrying our piece on this journey and never ought to have one out of our hands 
so we should be the more careful i don't want to be buried out here in the desert nor yet go home again without a head what would be the use of the gold to me then he added with a dry chuckle ah oh, indeed said chris seriously but don't talk about it i say when you were keeping watch in the night did you hear or see anything didn't see much but i seemed to hear a good deal that was a bit strange what asked chris eagerly oh i don't know creepy sounds in the black darkness under the trees and splashings in the big pool just as if it were full of six-foot alligators waiting for something or someone to eat i heard that said chris but it was only fish like enough my lad i never heard of any gators in these parts hello that was something nearly had me off a snake cried chris for griggs mustang had suddenly plunged bounding sidewise with a jerk to his rider which nearly sent him out of his saddle rattler i expect nearly trod on him isn't bitten or he wouldn't go on so quietly added the american turning in his saddle to look back at the trampled track they had made through the brush but nothing was to be seen oughtn't we to ride back and warn the others said chris no need my lad that gentleman if he was a rattler has gone to earth fast enough and won't show himself till we're gone yes i don't think my nag was touched i shouldn't like that deal rather master skeeter here got it a bite would make him smile and look more handsome than he does now End of chapter ten